Another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. It's a beautiful day here in South Florida. We're looking at the higher 80s. It's May 25th. It's Wednesday. Yeah, it's hump day. Grab a beer, grab your boo, strap it in. We're going to have some fun today. On roll call this evening. Just when you thought that the playoffs were over, we get views from the six. Golden State is shook up, and the doubters fall from the skies. The NFL, we gonna get into them. Everybody is cheated. We're going to talk some UFF. Yes, we finally have an update about them. Talk WNBA, some UFC, some NHL. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. But you know what I say? Regardless of the time or regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Yes, it is a beautiful day in this neighborhood. I'm telling you, sports sport sometimes gives you these moments where it makes you doubt every single thing that you thought that you even knew about the, a team, about the season, or about the league itself. And that's no different here. Reports come out that the NFL is under a microscope from the court for funding research that benefit the NFL views when it came to concussion and the NFL versus funding what the actual research. So let me see if I can phrase it a little bit better in case I lost you somewhere. They were giving money out to researchers about concussions. But if that research didn't benefit their point of view, they weren't going to give them money, basically. Or they were looking to fund research. And if the research and, and how the research was going to come apart, if they didn't feel it was going to tailor to the NFL's verbiage, then they weren't giving them money. Billions of, sorry, I don't know if it was billions, millions and millions of dollars were paid out to fund research. That only benefited the NFL. And and then now it makes you wonder, like, who do you trust? Like, who are you trusting here? Because there's always been this this level of this level of this thing, this level of trust. The, the, uh, 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 and trust me, every single body that works for that works for an employee, like we had this, we even in my own job, we had our own department meeting or we had our own yearly thing our own yearly survey and it came and, and it drew a it drew a conversation from 
our general manager and they asked about trust and they're like, oh, we think we need to trust more. And I told her automatically, I said, well, sometimes distrust is, is, is systematic and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I told her specifically in my situation that I was part of a committee that was raising funds and doing things for my, my whole entire office. So, or my company. And doing that, I met the director of our building. And, and through interpersonal, and through that, you know, working relationship, I'm able to realize how more approachable he is. Doesn't mean that I will still approach him <laughs> for a lot of things. But it does make him mean I'm more, that I'm able to approach him more than the lady at the time, my general manager, that was given the, you know, that was conducting this particular meeting. And I told her that like, I trust him more than I would trust you. Like, I may just go to him more before I came to you and because... I, I, I've, I've had a time to have a couple of, you know, personal conversations with him. And I, and I said, and I made a, also another comparison on a lower level with my two managers, you know, one of my team lead versus my supervisor. So, and in regular fashion, just to let you guys know, I am watching, oh, we have a game on in the back, I'm sorry. And today, because if, and, I didn't, and right now it's about 7.30 in the, in the evening, on a Wednesday evening. So, there's no basketball on, there's no football on. I don't even have professional baseball on. What I'm watching is a college baseball game. And yes, 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 yes. Because you know what? I need to watch baseball. I need to watch baseball. I always keep telling you guys I need to watch baseball more and I'm watching baseball. And at least here in college, I don't know who any of the people are. So it makes me feel a little bit better. Because <laughs> when I watch the big leagues and I don't know people, I feel bad because I'm like, I should know these people. So the game that we have on right now is Mississippi State. I think if I'm not mistaken, I said it, I think it was number third. Number three, right? The third ranked team, Mississippi State. Yep. No, no, no. Yep. Ranked number three, Mississippi State versus Alabama. Only reason I chose this game is because it was Alabama versus Mississippi, and I knew somewhere in here I should have been able to say, Roll Tide. But then I heard <laughs> that the number one, number two, and the number three hitters in the Alabama rotation are 0 for 18 in this tournament. And if you're 1, 2, or 3, are usually like your best hitters in baseball on your lineup, and they're 0 for 18, it would explain why in this particular game, and right when I started telling you about this game, Mississippi hit a home, hit a home run off of Alabama's pitcher number 15. Don't know who his name is. Don't even have his name on the back of the jersey. There's no name on the back of the jersey. Anywhere in the jersey. So, so this is a SEC second round double, double elimination game. So this is a tournament going on right now. So it's like this is the SEC tournament. SEC, Sierra Echo, Charlie. For all my military brethren out there, my vets. <clears throat> so right now it will explain to me why Mississippi is up 3-0 in the bottom of the fourth. There's no runners on base. There's a two-two count. And there are no, actually, he just struck out. <laughs> so now we have the first out in the bottom of the fourth. No runners on base. The pitcher is up to his 54th pitch. Mississippi is up 3-0. Coming to the mound, left fielder Reed Humphreys, number 12. Tonight he was 1-for-1 one one with a single average. Oh, wow. He averages .32. That's five home runs, 44 RBIs. You may crush this one. You may have to watch this. First pitch is a ball. 
So let's get back, let's get back into the NFL before we get too sidetracked and too distracted and we run out of time today. Because if if you guys know me, you know that I'm doing a little bit of every, a little bit of everything everywhere. You know, I was I was doing play by play for the Jupiter Hammerheads. You know, the all this in South Florida. So in, in Jupiter, obviously, I was doing some stuff in you know for the Hollywood Browns um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, you know, I, I've done some stuff. You know, all the way down in Miami for the Power Showcase that was baseball related. So I'm a little bit everywhere. A little bit everywhere. So if anybody's listening that that needs somebody to dabble, you know, on their PAs or talking to Mike, like this is I'm your dude. I'm that dude. I'm T. Some call me Big T. Big T. <laughs> so back to what I was saying. If 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 the NFL would be so bold to to doctor the research, to make sure that the research is only specifically coming out to their liking, then. What else would they do? And and that's and that's a bad question mark to have. Because listen, if the and the NFL we already know now the NFL lies. Flat out lies. Right? And it's not even in the best interest of players like when like like issues are coming up. Like so Let me back up. Brady check lies. Right? Or they're cheating. And we know they're cheaters. Like, we know for a fact that Brady and, and Belichick are cheaters. But even now, with this whole deflategate thing being carried on a little bit more, as there's now two outs, and no balls, two strikes, and two outs. Huh, look at that, he may got this inning pretty clean after giving it that one home run. So... Like, we definitely... Ooh, that one sounded good. But no, a little bit too much air, and he's out. Oh, no. It wasn't strikeouts. It was pop-outs. That's right. Both of them hit into the field. And you may be able to hear a little bit on in the background. For, for this one time, I'm, I'm trying to see how the volume sounds on its very lowest level. Outside of, obviously, mute. So, basically, on one. To see how it comes across for you guys. See if it's very noticeable. If it's not noticeable at all. And mainly because I just can't find the remote. Listen, listen, sometimes things get lost in the mighty studio located strictly in Tamarack, Florida. And in case you don't realize, this is officially or unofficially the number one sports podcast in Tamarack. Yes, that is my claim to fame here. <laughs> that is my claim to my city. This is the number one sports podcast in South in, in Tamarack and also it's the number one podcast that all the big athletes aren't talking about. Booyah. Take that. Take that. Take. You know what? Do I have something for that? Do I have something for that? Do I have something for that? Not today. But I have this for that. <laughs> okay, now so we get back on track. So we already know that Brady check and is has already been lying. They've, they've been caught lying. But now what it may, now what happens is that even though we know that they were deflating footballs, now it puts a little bit of doubt now on what the NFL is doing from their particular side and then their particular piece of power. Listen, who's to say that they didn't hire the ball boy? You know what I mean? To, to start deflating balls. Who's like, who's to say? Like, if they wanted to do that, who's to say? Like, what are you going to put past them? Because let's just say, even the ball boys were cheating. Even the ball boys were cheating. NFL's cheating. The coaches are cheating. Quarterbacks cheating. Ball boys cheating. It's like, 
And, and so now it, it brings you back to that one that one little statement. That one one little statement we remember all we, we've heard plenty of times coming out of the NFL. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And apparently this is so. And it's something that goes on from the very bottom to the very top. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So now so now I'm at, I'm at a weird standpoint of how I feel about the NFL because cuz cuz if I if 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 I if I choose to believe that that everybody is aware of that one simple thing cuz I've heard that come out of everybody's mouth if you're not cheating, you ain't trying from owners to players to coaches to to you know. So if that's what's really going on, then this is no surprise to the players. Which, which understands the level of disdain that, that the players have, which was also something that what I was saying earlier. A, a certain level of disdain is, is actually is healthy. Like, it's supposed to be there. Like, you shouldn't automatically trust every single body in your employment. You shouldn't trust everything coming from your employer because your employer's goals and your goals are not the same goals. Like, you guys don't have the same ambitions. You guys don't have the same plate. Like, like you may both have plates, but this is a much bigger plate. So they have a lot more stuff that they have to worry about. You you to your employer is an expense. And if any way, shape, or form they can cut that expense, they would. You to for you, your employer is your source of revenue. So any whole any how as you can latch onto that, guess what you are? Don't believe in them. Don't believe the hype. Do listen. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Not again. So because as you guys know how, how I like to do this we're gonna come we're gonna come up on a commercial break really soon and when we come back we are gonna talk more football because we're not done I'm not I'm not done with the NFL I'm not done with football at all but we'll talk about that and more when we come back for the mighty sports podcast on TuneIn radio and SoundCloud tickles being ripped off by those other guys and head down to Multivest game and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest games. Save more, play more. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Again, I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. And the T is for whatever the heck you want to come up with your, in your mind. Listen, play with it. Let everyone say it. Put a comment below if you listen on SoundCloud. We got a comment section. Utilize it. Make it happen. So, this next segment. This next segment. Because I finally got word of what happened. Of what happened on Saturday. I've been waiting to hear. I've been waiting to hear. I know you guys are curious to find out as well what happened if when the UFF championship game that came down to South Florida. So Back 305. I get it, I get it. I get it, I get it. I get it, I get it. I swear that I get it. 
So, the Hollywood Browns finally, finally, finally had their championship game. And folks, I don't, I don't know if you've known the history of the Browns this year so far. I've heard me talk. Or realize what I've had to say about them. The Browns were on their way to history. UFF history, football history. I don't, I don't, I don't know what kind of football history, but I'm gonna say it's definitely UFF history. They won their championship last year. Just to let you know of how this all started. Because, you know, all good things eventually have to come to an end. And in this particular case, there's no difference here. Last year, they won a championship. They beat the Broward County Barracudas. You know, so that they can get their first championship ever in the UFF League. And then this season rolls around. And they stole off hot, you know, win their first game, win their second game, bulldoze over the third game, fourth game, fifth game, sixth game, until eventually they find themselves 10-0, end of the season. Okay. That in themselves was a feat. That in, themselves, that, that in itself was something to be excited about, because that's not too many teams that go undefeated the whole season. But in this case, we had two. We had two this year. Which made things even more interesting. Because the number one thought was, was there going to be a collision course between the two undefeated teams in the league? In regular playoff form, the Hollywood Browns would have two weeks off on this playoff form. They would have two weeks off before their next game. They'll play their first playoff game and start off a little sluggish. Just a little. That didn't, <laughs> that didn't mind too much. That didn't slow them down enough. Let's put it that way. They won their first playoff game. Now they're 11-0. That takes them straight into the into the conference championship game to see if they're going to play into the UFF Bowl game. Well, at this point in time, you guys kind of know how that how things went. Not only were how the how should I refer this? Not not only like where they finally not only was all the rust finally shaken off, but they came out to win and embarrass. And yeah, they dominated in that in, in the conference game. Which only left this championship game. And listen, not for nothing. 
Not for nothing. Not for nothing. These, and it was the Miami Magic City Bullets of Undefeated. These games are a little bit closer than you sometimes you even realize. But, you know, when you're the Browns and you've, and you've done this so many times, and you wonder, then you really wonder. And the Orlando and the Atlanta Phantoms, they were coming in, like I said, impressive in their own right. Impressive in their own right. Give me a second here. Orlando Phantoms. Alrighty. Because Orlando Phantoms came in 12 and 1. And their one loss was actually a tie. And I just should have said their one loss. Their one was a tie. So out so up until here, Orlando was looking pretty much unblemished. Well, Pretty much doesn't get you championships. Pretty much doesn't get you a trophy. Pretty much doesn't get you a ring. And the Phantoms, yeah, they pretty much showed up to the game. And like I told you what pretty much gets you, they pretty much got their ass handed to them. And the Browns come away, yes, with another victory. Back to back, UFF champs. So now they're reigning, defending, Two times, two time UFF champs. And you have to say, and, and I just want to start off by obviously by saying congratulations, obviously to the t to the team, to the to the players, obviously to, to all the players that 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 put in all the hard work, put in all the dedication, that showed up to practice, that 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 hustled their butt off, that that played the games, that 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 put the work in to get the results. So Hollywood Browns is an organization because the Hollywood Browns is definitely a family organization. Organization that not only is trying to win games, but an organization that cares about their players, that wants to see these young these these, these young men stay off the streets and, and do something prosperous with their life and, and, and give them something to do. Because trust me, in this league they do lose lives to the streets. Like people all losing their lives and like like battle battling with their lives out here. So to have something for them to organize around, yeah, it's a beautiful thing that the organization is doing. So, so I'm gonna say congratulations to the owner, Travis How Travis Brown. <laughs> um, like I said, the fans and all parties that help contribute to anything in any way, shape, or form. That goes down to the DJ, to the people that help run concessions, that to my man Ken. You know what I mean? Um, that's, that's the other part owner. Um, to the to the. I forget her name, but but she's basically she basically the secretary of the team, but but she basically runs the, uh, also helps run the whole entire thing. 
uh, um, who else am I missing? I, I don't want to forget anybody, but there's, there's so many people to the to the film crew, to the referees. Like, just thank you, anybody that has. I should say referees. <laughs> thank anybody that has helped. You know, help with anything possible to help make this season successful. I know personally that if there was a way for the Browns to personally thank all of you guys, especially the fans and anybody helping out, that they would. So me being their PA guy, I am thanking you for them. As much as I am, I am congratulating the team and everybody else for all the hard work and dedication they have put in. So, I told you today was today was going to be a very very good day, a very weird day, a very a very a very awesome day. Like I said, this is this is this is all all football related. So now, as we jump ship, right, and I want to I want to talk about something that I'm kind of also I'm also kind of corrected. And we're not going to spend long here because we just we just don't want to spend too long on this topic. But obviously, the UFC 200 is going to be in Vegas. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> no, seriously, UFC 200 is going to be in Vegas. UFC 205 is good, is the one that's going to be in New York. That's still we're waiting for the fight card to come out. So UFC two um, UFC's 200 fight card is so far still looking is headlined by Daniel Cormier and John Jones Bones. And like I said, while both of them have immaculate records, seventeen and one for Cormier, Charles Jones Bones twenty two and one, it's just that one loss that that Cormier has is to Jones Bone is is to Bones Jones, and there was nothing shown in that first fight that showed me that this second fight is going to be anything interesting. So that's not going to be interesting. What am I looking for? Jose Aldo versus Frankie Edgar, that's going to be interesting. Diego Sanchez versus Joe Lozen, that's going to be interesting. Also, we have Misha Tate fighting again. And Misha Tate, I like what Misha Tate is doing. Misha Tate said, "I'm not gonna wait. <laughs> I'm not gonna wait to fight, um, to fight Ronda Rousey and take a loss. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna miss. I'm not gonna misjudge my fights and wait till my next fight to be a loss against a bad opponent. No, oh no, no. I'm gonna take a nice, good fight on a, on a nice little fight card and then go roll over and 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 make sure I stay in shape and I stay constant and I stay fresh and I and I don't lose any of this fire in me and I go fight Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey is still her kryptonite." Uh, we get Kane Velasquez versus Travis Brown, and some over noticeable Jane um, Sage Northcutt versus Enrique Marin, Johnny Hendricks versus Kelvin Gastelon, um, Jim Miller is going to take on Takamara Gomi. Uh, let's see here, T.J. Dillonshaw is going to face the off face off against Rafael. Asankyo? Some shit like that. Something like that. Pardon my parlez vous français. Voulez-vous le bear avec moi ce soir? So, they have, a, they have a decent fight card made up and ready to go. In case that, that obviously that main event happens to look slightly lacklusterish. Switching gears, switching gears, switching gears. Right? I do definitely want to get into get into something that is kind of near and dear to my heart, and it's it's in a weird way because I I don't know if you guys realize how much I I do love me some female sports I I really do like even if it's even if it's just for half the time or let's let's put it this way let's just say that my love for female sports even if it even if it originally started with just the male in me just watching half naked females run around grunting all over the place. Like it, it quickly grew, <laughs> you know. From besides that, 
well, well beyond that. You know what I mean? But that's what helped. And I do love watching female sports. Like, it's like I love the WNBA. Because when it, more than anything, the WNBA is probably the most fundamental basketball you would see played on its highest level. Because you're not going to get it in the NBA. Like, until, unless, unless you get, like, your, your Popovich teams or maybe even your Golden State teams. You know what I mean? But not on a consistent level, on a consistent level from every single party. You don't get that in the, in the NBA. But you get that in the WNBA. WNBA, because, because this game is basically below the rim, this game is, is, is really a very fundamental game. One of, and it's one of the best fundamental games out there. So, when we come back from break... We are going to get into the w- the WNBA just a little bit. Talk about the current standings. Um, cover a couple of the point leaders and, 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 maybe, and maybe just one little tidbit that you may not know about the WNBA yet. So that and more on the Mighty Sports Minute when we come back. Mighty Sports Podcast when we come back on SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. Medical cannabis and its 500 naturally occurring compounds are treating dozens of diseases and symptoms. Like a symphony, cannabis compounds perform better when they work together. This is known as the entourage effect. The two most well-known cannabinoids are THC and CBD. We have to say yes to adequate levels of not only CBD, but THC and other cannabinoids. Support medical cannabis legislation in Florida that allows regulated access to the many benefits of this life-changing plant. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Here with you, for you, on TuneIn Radio and again, SoundCloud. So, as I was saying, <laughs> listen, I, I'm gonna be silly every once in a while. But as I was saying, WNBA has, has finally started their season, and it's very early into the season. Like, no, no team has played more than four games right now currently sitting at the top is the dream and the well in the east that's what i forgot conio 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 currently sitting at the top is in the east is going to be the dream the fever and new york liberty sitting in the top three and let's back this up number one is the dream sitting with a record of three and one Number two is coming in. Number two is the Fever sitting with a record of two and one, and the New York Liberty sitting with a record of two and two. They just recently lost the game because when I first did this, they they were actually two and one. Now coming in the West, we have the LA Spark um, with, with a perfect record of four and zero. Oh. We have, I believe, it's the Minnesota Lynx with a record of three and zero, oh, and the Wings with a record um, coming in third with a record of three and one. So, even in the WNBA. <laughs> Even in the WNBA, it looks like the West just slightly happens to be happens to be slightly better, even if it may be early than the East. And like I said, it's it's been a like I said, it's, and it's been a while since I since I've since I've since I've watched the rankings of the WNBA. When I say a while, I mean really, really a while. Now, it may have been easy, it may has been easily like seventeen years, maybe fifteen years that I haven't paid attention to the actual standings. And the reason I say fifteen years, I think like that's around the last time that. That that the Liberty were were I think were relevant in, to to my memory, but that's the time where I remember like Rebecca Lobo was there and, and and things of that nature. So 
So that alone, um, that alone was 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 probably the only reasons I I pay attention to standing. So just just to give you just a little bit more on some of these teams, right? Um, the uh, the the dream team is Atlanta. So it's Atlanta Dream. It's Indiana Fever. And obviously, as I said, it's New York Liberty. The Sparks are from LA. The Lynx are from Minnesota. And the Wings are from Dallas. Now, leading and scoring in the WNBA is Diana Tarasi. Now, if you don't know who Diana Taurasi is, she's the guard out of Phoenix. And Diana Taurasi has been, has probably been one of the faces, has been one of the more familiar faces of the WNBA, if you don't know who she is. I may even be saying her name wrong. Taurasi? But I know, she's, I know she's a gold medalist. I know that much. And I know she's a champion. I know that much. And, if I'm not mistaken, she's even a college champion. She may, she, she's going to be one of, them, one, of them, one of them young ladies that when she's done playing basketball... She's probably gonna she's probably gonna coach somewhere. And she'll probably be in the NBA. Like if she like if if um the 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 I can't remember her name, the young lady from, from San Antonio from the Spurs, if she's in the NBA, trust me, Diana's gonna make it into the NBA. She's that good of a player that you would think like has that kind of similar basketball knowledge. Coming in number two in scoring. Out of New York, Tina Charles. Number three, Kayla McBride. Now listen, Tina Charles must have put up some numbers recently. Because like I said, Diana Diana is averaging 24.3 games, right? 23 point, 24.3 points per game. Kayla McBride, who's currently a number who's currently a number three with 22 points a game, sharing that spot with with Maya Maya Moore out of Minnesota. They both were ahead of Tina Charles yesterday. And so was Ella Della Don. Ella Della Don is my sweetheart. I love me some Della Don. I think she used to play for New York. That's probably why I even recognize her. And now she's off somewhere else doing big numbers. She's off in Chicago. What did I say Chicago was? Chicago was... Not the Wings. That's Dallas Wings. Indiana Fever, New York. I didn't say who Chicago was. Did I? Huh. Huh. Chicago Sky. We're gonna learn these teams all over again. Like, listen, I was upset to find out that they took a team out of that there's no longer a team in Miami. Like, like that ruffled my feathers. But let's hurry up and, and get through. I don't want to spend uh, um I need I need too much lingering time on here. We can still have a lot more show to get to. Um. So, Kayla Mc so not Kayla McBride, but yeah, Tina Charles. She put up some monster numbers because Tina Charles was fifth in scoring yesterday. Just yesterday when I took these numbers. Because that's the only reason why I was even going to go down to number five initially. Because I was like, oh, I have to give a New York player a mention. Since they're sitting right there at number five. And there was three people tied for number two. You know what I mean? Um, not, you know, yeah, tied for second with 22 points a game. The Kayla Bride, Ella Deladon, and Maya Moore. Maya Moore. So, so, she put up some numbers yesterday to be able to jump from 21.7 points a game to now 23.5 points a game in what's New York's now fourth game of the season. She made a pretty, she made a pretty close to like 30 points yesterday. So moving on, and um, leaning in rebounds, we have Tina Charles, Silva Fowles, 
And, well, Tina chose with 12.7. Silver Fowls with 11.3. Actually, let's give you this. Tina Charles, actually, from the New York Liberty. See? She has 12, she has 12 rebounds a game. We have Silver Fowls from Minnesota. Who's Minnesota again? The Lynx, that's right. And that was for you guys. Just to let you know. I'll see if you remembered. <laughs> we got Silver Fowls with 11.7 rebounds a game. Courtney Powers with 11.3 um, points, um, rebounds a game. And that's the center from Dallas. Who was Dallas again? Dallas was the Wings. Yes, sir, Bob. So, so, so we do a yes sir, Bob, but we're talking um, WNBA. Did we get a, um, a yes ma'am Mabel? I don't know. Yes ma'am Kathy? Yes sir, Bob? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how that works. How, how do we translate? How do how do how do we flip that switch? <laughs> right, lead, okay, so so moving on. That's how we move that switch. Leading an assist, we have Courtney Vanderslot Sloot. Jesus, man. Jeez. <laughs> That's a setup. That is a setup of a name for a female athlete. Jeez. Courtney Vandersloot, 9.9 assist a game, Chicago, Chicago Sky Guard. We have Maya Moore popping up again in, 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 a, in a top ranking with 6.7. We have Jasmine Thomas following behind her with six with six to guard out of you out of out of out of Connecticut. Connecticut has a team. Connecticut has a team that called the Suns. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. But that would make sense. That would make sense that Connecticut has a team. Like Connecticut, if my anything, just what their, their college team has done, would deserve to have a, um, a WNBA team. That, like, that's a direct farm system. Like, that's seriously. Like, that, that's a direct pipeline. Um, I have a little noticeables. Um, leading in blocks, we have um, Jane Appeal with four from, 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 from San Antonio Stars. Then we have... Kia Stokes from the New York Liberty with 2.3 blocks a game. Elizabeth Williamson from Atlanta with two blocks a game. Um, leading a field goal percentage, we have Silver Fowles popping up again. Where did, where did Silver Fowles pop up the first time? And, oh, in rebounds per game. Okay. So Silver Fowles leads the league in, in, in field goal percentage with 68.6. Then followed behind her is Jamaria Falka from Chicago with 66.7. And then we have Alicia... Clarendon from Atlanta was sixty four percent, and this is basically a, this is basically what happens with with centers. This is like what we see what happens with Draymond Green, not Draymond Green, but Andre Drummond and um the center out of the Clippers. Um, I don't know why I'm just forgetting his name all of a sudden. There's no rings. Have you seen my rings? Have you seen my rings? DeAndre Jordan. There we go. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing that we see from guys like that, where they're probably like these 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 young ladies are getting a lot of easy baskets close to the rim, and that's why those shooting percentages are that high. But hey, they're doing it. Free throw percentage. We got the, we got we got a bunch of people, and they and they all shooting at hundred percent. So I don't like to cover free throws, especially this early in the year. Like those are a few things. Field goal percentage and free throws are two things I really don't like to look at early in the year because they're so misconstrued. So early, especially in four games. We're talking about four games. Like, there should, should be like 8 billion people with a, with a free throw percentage of 100. So. And, and so like I said, I, I, was, I wanted to tell you about this. There's a nice little tidbit about, about WNBA. WNBA has now already been, been, been on for like 20 years. 
Like that's I think this is their twentieth season, right? And like I said, I'm, I'm upset. There's no team in South Florida, and 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 it's, and it's a great league to watch. And I told you, great fundamental, great fundamental basketball. They have a short season. It's interrupted by the World Games usually, and like I said, it's, it's the best fundamental game basketball that you can see at its highest level, and it's something that you should definitely watch. The best fundamental basketball that you can watch on its highest level, unless you just probably watch a bunch of European basketball. Like, like that's that's about it. But I'm talking about to what we constantly gonna have access to here in the United States, fellas, guys, ladies, kids. WNBA is the is the place to go. So as as we're talking about uh, about rare things of, of that that we're watching, right, or unconventional things. I told you we have a baseball game on uh, out in the in the back, and this game is the top of the six. Mississippi State is still up three to nothing. There is let's see, top of the six. So there is one ball and now one strike, one out, and there are no runners on base. And this pitcher is now up to his 87th pitch. Alrighty. And just to let you guys know, I am back to not watching baseball. And then I heard the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, the team that just had that big old fight where Oda was checking chins. They were going to play the New York Yankees. They were going to play my New York Yankees. And now I'm at least... I still didn't watch yesterday. I'm interested. <laughs> I don't know why I can't... I can't, I can't do it. Look, I'm like... Like, I have this game on in the back. And this probably be the only way I could probably do it is, is to put games on in the back. I may do that. Like, like honestly... Like, to be honest with you, I'm about to go... I'm about to get the WNBA packet, package. Like, the first opportunity I get, I'm, get, I'm buying the, w, the WNBA package. Before I pay attention to a baseball game. Like, like seriously, that's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. Baseball needs to find a way to generate that night-night action. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. This is something I really didn't want to get into. And I may just I may just skip him just because... Let's go here. <laughs> Let's just go here. I don't want to bring you guys too down. The NHL playoffs, right, are currently on this way. See, well, even before baseball, and, it, and, it, and even NHL gets some love from me, right? So going into the yesterday, going into, going into last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning were, were leading the Penguins three to two. Game six was going to be at Tampa Bay, and the Penguins forced a game seven. Yes, folks, the Penguins forced a game seven. So now, if what I'm seeing is that Tampa Bay had an opportunity to close out these Penguins, and they missed it, and now they have to go back to the Penguins' home field, home ice, and play them, and try to win there. I'm not saying it's impossible, but we gonna see. And. Next on the agenda, on, on the mic, or tonight, I should say. We have the Blues playing the San Jose Shark. And kind of in a similar situation, the San Jose Sharks. Well, not in a similar situation, but kind of similar. Just only, only the fact they got 3-2. But, <laughs> but the San Jose Sharks lead 3-2. Right? A 4-3 victory in overtime. Is the only reason why we have a game six. 
So, game six now is tonight at twenty hundred hours on NBC. But speaking of the nightlife, as we all do love and enjoy, because I mean we all we all do live here in South Florida. I mean I live in South Florida. I don't know where all of you guys are listening at, but I I do know a majority. Of the millions and millions of fans that I have. And by millions, I mean the three. <laughs> no. It's okay. I know I know I got a I know I got a couple of like fans like Howard Stern had fans in the early going. A couple of people that listen to me naked in the shower. You know, I love you guys too. <laughs> but still, you know what I'm talking about. We live here in South Florida. There's one thing that we love to do in South Florida is go out. So if you're ever stuck. Trying to figure out what to do on a Friday. Please, please, please. Stop worrying and stop thinking. And head down to Capone's Nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room. So you can start dancing and start drinking with DJ Scepter every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone. Wait. There is more this is normally where I tell you what DJ Scepter is doing on a Wednesday but due to, to some unprofessionalism of Tijuana Taxi we he no longer conducts business without so Wednesdays are gonna be slight uh, Thursdays are gonna be slightly on a hold but we ain't gonna talk about what he does on a Thursday but we all gonna tell you what if we you trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday Oh, you can find him on a Wednesday. You can find DJ Scepter DJing at O'Malley's. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Like I said, you scratch that. You scratch your head about Thursdays. Just know this. DJ Scepter, he's playing everywhere you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, bachelor and bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. For reservations... Go to bookings at djscepter.com. That's bookings, B O O K I N G S, at DJ Scepter, D J S C E P T E R.com. And welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host. Still that boy, Talent T. Taylor. You're still listening. Should be listening somewhere. Podcast. SoundCloud. TuneIn Radio. Somewhere along those lines. As we switch over now into the NBA. Because the, 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 the NBA has, I, I don't know what you guys probably think. I'm uh, probably think you what, what you think I'm going to talk about, and I'm not. The NBA has had a lot of change lately, a lot, a lot of change lately, and I, I am looking at this change with with a very fine tooth comb, because. 
I don't notice the change happening where I want it to happen. Now that, I am going to say what I mean. I may just leave you with that until a later date. Because I am going to talk about what you want me to talk about. <laughs> Which, listen, man. One, like, one, one thing, one thing I am glad about. I am glad that Draymond Green was not suspended for one game. I am glad he wasn't suspended for one game. Because not only was his... His, his kick not intentional and didn't look intentional unless unless your name is LeBron James or Reggie Miller then obviously that kick would have been intentional all day long because those are the two dirtiest players and floppingest players in the league but that's, that's neither here or there but I'm glad I didn't I'm glad Jermon Green didn't get suspended and if I can just offer a little solution because something kind of has to be done with the way they do this like I said, there, there's just things that needs to be changed and things that doesn't need to be changed. These are one of the things that needs to be changed in the, in the NBA. Because if you're able to review it later on and change a fragrant one to a fragrant two, that means that Draymond Green would have missed time. Draymond Green should have missed time. He should have missed a portion of that game. And since you're not going to go back and say, hey, the, fragrant, the upgrade to the fragrant two... Does not suspend you for one game because we really want to kind of want to suspend you for a whole game. What I what I want to see them what I want to see them potentially potentially exercise with this with this upgrade from the fragrant one to the fragrant two. But since the fragrant two would have put people out the game, I want to see that time tacked on to the beginning of their next game. Then, and we've seen this for, and, and 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 I know I don't know. Initially, you say you think it may sound absurd, but think about this. Think about on all the other levels, right? Where the coach or something of that, the coach of that nature or something of that nature was, or the organization had to, had to punish the player and they're taking time away from them. And, and now I'm, I'm converting over to, to a different system like what happens in football, right? And we see players sat down for a quarter for snaps. Like, like didn't something like this similar happen like to Jameis Winston in college? He sat down for like a, like a half or a quarter. We've seen this. We, we, so we've seen something like this along the line. So how about we find a way to incorporate something like this into the regular rule system? Where, let's say, and I, and, I, and, and I don't know exactly what point that Draymond Green was suspended or, or would have picked up that foul, but let's say that this comes within halfway through the third quarter. So halfway through the third quarter, the six-minute mark of the third quarter, and that's when that infraction should have happened. Well, if you upgrade that, then make him miss the first quarter and a half of the next game, since you allowed him to play. Since because he wasn't ejected, he was allowed to play that time. He should be able to miss that time. Also, subserviently, because you have to find a way to make these players feel it all around. Subtract money from them. Find them. Find a way. To break down what a quarter and a half of pay would have been and deduct that from them as well. Send it to a charity, send it into a send it, send it, put it into the player and, and ultimately I think that any player fine should go into the player fund. Like the overall player funded pool that gets shared by all players at the end of the season. <laughs> like like if, if one player is gonna lose money, then the rest of the money should be split between all level players. 
I don't think it should be going into any other. Listen, if, if 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 we're not gonna be it's like if we're not gonna see benefits from it as as fans, like say on ticket prices or anything of that nature, then it should definitely go back into the players and finding ways to help these players out. Because like I said, after seeing what the NFL did, I there's one there's one thing I am curious about. I I which like, I, I'm a backtrack to the NFL just a little bit. One thing I'm going to be curious to see is how the next collective bargaining agreement works out with the NFL. With this much information out there now, and how much light has been shown in you know since between the last collective bargaining and this and and when this next one's going to be over, holy crap! I hope, I really hope, with the amount of money these players are now currently making, that every single solitary player from here. On out from the moment they heard this last allegations from the NFL, they are saving their money vigorously, and they should be preparing for a lockout. Norms, I'm saying this now, based off all this information that we have gotten from them now, from this very day, and everything from the very first time that they signed that last collective bond. Think about how much crap has come out. About the NFL and how their treatment of players and how they look at and and just oh man these players better be saving their money because I'm telling you they should lock out they should really should they should put these like they should, they should put these owners these owners feet to the fire and make and make them not have a product for two years two whole years of no football and see how they feel about it so as I said. NBA is coming to like I'm so I'm just glad that that Draymond Green wasn't suspended, and it, it really didn't it really did not matter, uh, but it but it mattered enough that they weren't undermanned, because Oklahoma City and Golden State like we thought this was gonna be the juggernaut matchup, like we thought that this was gonna be the series to watch because. This is going to be just so back and forth. And instead, we're getting the complete opposite. This is becoming the series to watch because the team that we thought was going to win is getting there. But handed to them Kung Fu Chop Suey style. Like, chop, 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 chop. Golden State is being dismantled. And it's still... and. I don't, and, and, and there's still a weird part of me that isn't any more interested to see Oklahoma City versus Cleveland because I'm still afraid that Cleveland and LeBron James is going to win his first championship, their first championship if they go up against Oklahoma City. I'm still saying that. But now we find ourselves Oklahoma City up 3-1, and it almost seems that it's inevitable that Oklahoma City now makes it back to a final. Finally! With these guys over. And remember, we talked about Oklahoma City middles in the midseason. Getting Cantor. Get, getting all these other guys that I was finally scoring. You know, with the you know, and, and you're seeing how they played without Durant and how they played without Westbrook. And you're seeing them start trusting other little guys and Russell Westbrook putting up as many triple doubles. They showed so many little glimpses of, of greatness. And the only thing they didn't show is that they could close out games. And now they're shutting them down. They ran through San Antonio and they're looking to run through Golden State. San Antonio, they would, we knew that that them being too athletic, for, looking too athletic for San Antonio, was a very high probability. 
we didn't expect to see that with Golden State. Golden State's got to figure some things out. Draymond Green is, is, is looking like poo-poo. And Draymond Green is one of the people I have credited over the last two years of being able to adapt his game to make himself effective when he's found out that whatever style he was trying to utilize has, you know, was ineffective. But maybe they're not looking at themselves as underdogs anymore and they need to change and they can just, just impose their will and not, and not tweak enough. I'm not saying I'm not saying change the whole entire the, the whole entire body of the ship. I'm just saying tweak it enough so it glimmers. Again, shine that bitch up. Cause cause what's happening now? Toronto versus Cleveland. We thought this was gonna be a snooze fest. We thought Toronto and Cleveland. Like we, we thought we thought this was gonna be the, we thought this was gonna be at least three one. Now like this is what we thought was gonna be three one. Instead this game this is two two. This game is two two. LeBron James is over here flopping his way, quoting Jay-Z. LeBron James, I'm going to tell you this one time and one time only. If you ever in your life again quote Jay-Z after doing some bitch-ass shit, the boys are coming for you. I'm sending the whole Rock Nation. I'm sending all of Brooklyn. I'm sending you. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sending Canarsie. I'm sending Marcy. I'm, I'm sending the whole hood. Don't you ever in your balding life Flop like that again. Or do anything that has bitch assness in there and think you could come out next and quote Jay-Z. I know you and him may be cool. No, no, no. Jay-Z ain't no bitch partner. You don't do bitch ass shit and then quote him. If you want to do that, you 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 go you go quote Soldier Boy or some shit. You go quote baby. Quoting Jay-Z, as, 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 as you gonna flop. And then try to justify it after you get hit by your own man. But, this is going back to Cleveland right now. And if anything has showed us that, all we've seen so far is that both teams have held on to their home court advantage. That's all we've seen so far. So, if home court advantage, if... If this series lives up to what it is, that means Cleveland's going to win tonight. But not only win tonight, but, but uh, let's put it this way. I'm calling Cleveland in six. Just like out of respect, I'm going to have to say Oklahoma in six. Oklahoma could be done in five. And if Oklahoma beats Golden State in five... Does the shift now go back to them or goes to Oklahoma stating that, hey, they're the favorite because they just beat the last two champions, San Antonio and Golden State, to make it to a championship themselves, to now face the guy that won, you know, it's now basically the last four champions? You see what I'm saying, right? Who did Dallas lose to in this playoffs? I can't remember. I need to check that out. That's gonna be because <laughs> I need to check to see who Dallas lost to. I'm gonna check that out real quick because if that was Oklahoma City, that means they, that means they, they have beat. That means they would have been going up against the last five champions. San Antonio, four champions, five. But you know, you know I mean, four, but five. You know, the fact, like, geez. So. I see. I, I don't know because I I've, I've, I said this before. 
San Antonio and Golden State were the two teams that if they fought, if they if they based if they played Cleveland, they they pretty much thought everybody thought, even myself, that that's the team that's gonna beat Cleveland. Everybody else is a, a crapshoot. If the Clippers would have made it, we thought the Clippers was probably gonna lose. I said the same thing about Oklahoma City, and I still feel that way to this day. And so until until Oklahoma City is putting up a banner, I'm gonna be doubting. Not just because I'm doubting them against Oklahoma City, but also because I'm superstitious. So thank you guys for listening. I, I really do appreciate. It. I love it. I, I appreciate you listening to every single that, that's giving me the time, time and day. <sighs> Man, when we come back next week, we're gonna see what happened. When we come back next week, we should be in the we should be in the finals. When we come back next week, we should be in the finals of the NHL. We should be in the finals of the, the of the NBA. And and hopefully, hopefully, the Jets have a quarterback. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned, stay blessed, and please don't ever, 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 ever stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea! But I gotta know what your If you're still listening, I mean, you expected this a little bit. So, just a quick update on that baseball game that was in the back. It's 4 0. Mississippi State is up. And we are now going into the either bottom of the sun for the top of the eighth. So. <clears throat> If you're still listening, then you expect kind of expected this. And if you expected this, then So you know that I was coming a little bit. And first things first, you guys need to stop playing around and watch the league. If you listen to this in my fantasy football league, like this place, listen, I'll call you guys out by name. 
Like, don't make me do it over the airwaves. Like, I'll do this, Darnell, Natalie, Crystal. Who else? Lewis. Well, Lewis already seen it. Mark. Nick. Who else is out there? Who else is out there? You ladies that want to be part of the Fantasy Football League next year. Ooh. All the ladies that want to be part of the Fantasy Football League. This goes for all you, too. You need to watch the series called The League. Get into it. Understand this is going to be fun. You guys need to watch the league. Watch the league. Like, if you understand the heights that I, I ultimately want to take this, 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 this football fantasy squad of ours, then you know that you must watch the league. <laughs> I don't know how many words I'm going to say this. Like, I would say it in Spanish, but, you know... We out here. My, 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 my